You're listening to Speak, Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. Revelation chapter 21, verses 6 and 7. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage. And I will be his God, and he will be my son. Conquer is a powerful word. I want to be a conqueror. I want to be an overcomer. I want to be a winner. And the description I just read from Revelation chapter 21 is not a description of the great army generals in the history of the world. It's not a description of the most successful business leaders or the most talented athletes. It's a description of every single person who is saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. It's a description of those who live with him forever in the new Jerusalem. When God redeems his people, he does not look at them as pathetic losers who could not make it on their own, so he had to do it for them. He looks at them as conquerors. They're winners. I played on several sports teams growing up, and we were never winners. We tried so hard. I was always on a losing team. And I know how self-esteem works and that most of us think of ourselves pretty poorly. And most of us struggle with the thought that we're losers. We're not going to do good enough or try hard enough or find the success that we're looking for. There are so many people who live with that weight of just feeling inadequate. Like the troubles are way too big and our abilities are way too small. I know that not everyone thinks these thoughts, but I'm wondering if maybe you do. And maybe you need to hear from God's word today that you are a conqueror. Eternity will have a winner's culture because everyone who spends eternity with Jesus is an overcomer. They're a conqueror. And we win by faith in Jesus, by not letting go of him. I'm sharing this thought because yesterday I preached a sermon about the New Jerusalem from Revelation chapter 21 and 22, and I had so many notes. There's no way I was going to cover it all. And one of the points I did not spend time on is this one right here. As I was preparing for the sermon and I read that word conqueror in verse 7, I started to notice parallels between the description of eternity and the promises to the overcomer in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. You know that there were seven churches that get a letter from Jesus. And to each of those churches, there's a promise given for the conqueror. And then that promise is echoed in the description of the new Jerusalem as a reality of what we get to experience forever. And I made a full chart of these comparisons, did not share any of it in the sermon. And I'm going to share some of it right here. I want to highlight that we are winners forever in Jesus. The first of the seven churches is Ephesus, and the promise there is in Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, to the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Here's the promise, and then the reality comes in chapter 22, verse 2, when it says that on either side of the river of the water of life, there is the tree of life with its 12 fruits, yielding its fruits each month. Those who are winners forever eat from the tree of life. It's a tree of immortal life. 
those in Ephesus were facing death. They probably didn't feel like conquerors. They might have felt like life was slipping from them, that they were getting older, that things were getting more dangerous around them. But Jesus said to them, there's something to conquer. You can get through this, and when you do, you're going to be a winner, and you're going to eat from the tree of life. To the church in Smyrna, he said, the one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. And when we jump back to Revelation chapter 21, it has a list of immoral people, and it says their place is the second death. But here in this city, in verse 3, there is no more death. Talk about ultimate winners. No more death. To Pergamum, God says, I'm going to give you a new name. And in the New Jerusalem, God says, behold, I make everything new. To Thyatira, he says, I'll give you power over the nations. And in chapter 22, verse 5, it says, they will need no light of a lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. They have power. The saved are winners. They reign with Christ. They're given an appropriate measure of power that glorifies God. To the church in Sardis, God says, The one who conquers will be clothed thus with white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before the angels. And sure enough, in the final verse of chapter 21, it speaks of those who can enter the city, those whose name is written in the Lamb's book of life. These are conquerors. To the church in Laodicea, God says, The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. And we have this description in Revelation chapter 22, verse 3. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. I'm making this connection between chapters 2 and 3 and chapters 21 and 22 to show that the things God promised while we are struggling on this earth will be fulfilled in the new Jerusalem. We might not feel like conquerors now, but if we hold on in faith through this moment, we will live as winners forever. On this earth, nobody wins forever. A sports team has its era. A businessman has his career. Humans love the feeling of victory, but nobody on this earth has experienced that feeling the way we will when we live as winners with Jesus forever. Hey, I don't know what your life looks like right now. Maybe you're riding high, feeling like a winner, or maybe you're, you're pretty low. I hope you receive these as words of life. We are winners, and it doesn't have anything to do with us. I'm not a winner because I'm smart. I'm not a winner because I'm obedient. I'm not a winner because I worked hard. I'm a winner because I have put my faith in Jesus Christ. And if I keep putting my faith in Jesus Christ, no matter what the obstacle is in front of me, I am going to be a conqueror. He will be faithful to his word. But I still have feelings of inadequacy. I still doubt myself. I still measure my success against others who just have more of it than I do. My mind still goes there sometimes. 
but it doesn't have to stay there. You see, our faith in Jesus doesn't just make us winners then, but by faith, I can live like a winner today. I'm going to hold my head high. I'm going to smile. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to attempt things in the strength of Jesus that I previously thought were impossible. I'm not going to beat myself up for my failures. I'm not going to count myself out because I know I have weaknesses. I'm not going to let any failure defeat me, and I'm not going to let any success go to my head because my victory is in Jesus. And though I may fail on everything I attempt in my own strength, in him, I'm a winner. And I'm going to be a winner forever. There's an old song that says it this way, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. I'm just convinced that it would glorify God if all his children started living now like the winners they will be forever. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Well, thank you so much for listening to Speak, Lord. And as always, you can find all of our episodes by searching for Speak, Lord, wherever you get podcasts. And you can find more from me at PastorRyanRogers.com.